Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It's Tuesday, February 17th. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, But, Julie, you're going to tell us you just came back from the frozen north. You spent a weekend in New York City, and we're going to hear all about that. But have you defrosted yet? (laughs) Leanne, you just, your heart goes out to the people pretty much in sort of the northern, anywhere South of the Mesa. I mean, it's in the south now, too. It's just darn cold up there, Leon. It's cold. Yeah. You know, any, I feel like any temperature under 10 is legitimately really cold. Yeah. You know, I mean, have, I lived in Wyoming where it would really be rut- routinely like under zero. And that's like a whole level of cold. But 10 and under, that's genuinely very, very yeah. cold. Yeah. 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 But you're not fooling around there. Um, but we're going to talk about your trip to New York. Uh, Julie. Valentine Valentine's Day plans with my husband. We had Ooh. two options, two options, and we picked completely the wrong option. So oh, I'm going to tell you about that. Okay. Westminster Dog Show. Uh, it's, it's just a winner for TV viewers, but Julie, you've got a, a bone to pick with the Westminster <laughs> Dog Show, right? I'm howling about that show, Liam. <laughs> I'm frothing. I'm frothing at the mouth. Okay. Just I'm slobbering bearing, all over yourself. Are you not? I'm bearing my teeth about that show. Yes. Okay. All right. Plus we have two medical stories that have been making headlines. And then of course, uh, because it's the Tuesday show, we have Downton Gabby the season is winding down, Julie, and we had some action. We had some plots moving forward. And sadly, we had the death of ISIS this week or, well, what will probably be the death of ISIS this <laughs> he week. Did, he didn't really, he didn't die yet, Leanne. He didn't die yet. I don't, I don't think there's a miracle for him, but I don't think he's freaking having puppies like Cora said. What is, what is wrong with her? Okay. We will get to all okay. of that. Uh, but, but before we start, I also want to wish you happy Mardi Gras, Leanne. Oh, yeah, okay? that's right. Laissez le bon temps rouler, you know, and happy Mardi Gras to all of our friends in New Orleans. You live there. I live there. We've been to Mardi Gras. We love it. And I just ho- hope they have a fantastic day today. So I'm thinking of everyone um, uh, in New Orleans, on uh, the Gulf Coast, and anywhere else that they celebrate Mardi Gras. Have so- I, I got a king cake yesterday, Leanne. Oh, good. But uh, oh, yeah. this is this is a cake um, that is very particular to the Mardi Gras season, and they used to bake a little plastic baby in the cake, as yeah. you recall. That's their tra- tradition because it's supposed to commemorate the three kings' search for baby Jesus. Okay, but now the lawyers have gotten involved, so you know what? The plastic baby is sitting right on top of the cake. Oh, that's no fun. That's no fun at all. I guess they, I guess some people had swallowed, choked, these, choked on these teeny tiny um, plastic Well, that's, that's no fun either. So, <laughs> no, not at all. Choking to death on a plastic baby, that's no fun either. So, you have a good point there, Leah. <laughs> A very good point. But, Leon, you know I, Urban Nano, I spent the month of January in frosty New York City um, helping to take care of our granddaughter, uh, Josephine. But I returned this past weekend, and you might want to know why. Well, because we did the Christmas. We, uh, my son and daughter-in-law, had, or, and me, and me. All right, let's just... Let's fess up. Okay. We were, in, we were involved with her christening um, uh, this past weekend. Excellent. Yes. The baptism of Josephine was this past weekend. I said I would come anytime, and my son took that literally, and that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> 
We came anytime. So it meant that I um, had to leave for New York on Friday morning from Dallas, Texas. I, um, I just cause as a little travel tip, I like to take the first plane out. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's any bad weather, um, you know, I think sometimes if you can get on the first plane out, your chances of not getting canceled or running into weather delays or travel delays is much better. Okay, so that's my that's my just general tip. So I was on the six fifty five a.m. flight to uh, New York City, Liam. And uh, so I show up at uh, the terminal in the boarding area, and I am joined, Leon, by Keller, Texas High School Indianettes, <laughs> wow. 47 members of their dance troupe, plus the dance moms. They have their own T-shirts that say dance moms on sure. them, and they were acting as chaperones, and a few dance dads as well, also <laughs> acting as chaperones, Leon. They were all going to New York City for a big dance contest and uh, to do some sightseeing. Can I tell you that in the boarding area, the number of Ugg boots per square inch was so high. I could barely get my roller bag on the plane because I kept rolling over Ugg boots. Which are really not that effective in actual snow. They aren't. No, no. No, But how many Ugg boots have they sold in the world? There must have been... Well, okay, so every girl under 25. Okay, so how many is that? Yes, yeah. plus their mothers. Yeah, they are, the mothers right. were all in Ugg boots. Okay. Oh, okay. 655, that did not stop the Keller um, High School Indianettes, also known as the Sweethearts, from being in full hair and makeup plans. Wow. So I, I applaud that. The girls, they all had matching T-shirts on. Cotton T-shirts. They're going to New York City. Where it was going to be really, really cold. But anyway, cotton T-shirts. They got the black leggings on, the Ugg boots, mm-hmm. full hair and makeup. Wow. Uh, and then something that all teenage girls carry when they're traveling, which is their bedroom pillow. What yes. is that? What, what is, is that? I know it's a four hour flight. It's not like it's a night flight, uh, right? <laughs> I just leave your pillows at home. Okay. <laughs> Why did they do that? I don't know. I, I, I've noticed that too. I mean, it's slightly better than the people wearing the pillows around their neck. Those <laughs> That always freaks me out. It makes me think something's What's up with that woman? And then I realized, oh, she has a neck pillow um, around her neck. But yeah, I've noticed that too. It's okay. So all you can't go four hours without taking a nap. I don't. I don't don't know. All the all the pillows, all those Ugg boots. They all got on the plane. All those Indianettes. They could not have been nicer. Mm -hmm. Of course, I was sitting next to one of the sweethearts, and her name was. Heather. Oh, that was a big surprise. <laughs> so Heather had the window seat. Okay. And, uh, and I said, you know, I said, well, I asked Heather, she explained what the group was. She explained that they were heading to New York, that they were going to do this dance competition. They were also going to take a workshop at the Alvin Ailey dance studio. Wow. So, and she said it was her life's goal to go to New York City. Oh, well, there you go. That's so exciting. So I was really excited for Heather. She got a little nauseous on the plane. I gave her a nice mint. We did a little circling at LaGuardia. Oh, gosh. But, yeah. you know, you know how that can happen. Lynn. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, but I could not help myself when we landed, Lynn. <laughs> I said, Heather, welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. <laughs> you know... I just had to do it, Leon. <laughs> You're everyone's Nana now. <laughs> yes. 
I know, but you know, I knew. That's very knew, sweet. That's good. I, yeah. I know. So she was very, very excited. I saw her in baggage claim. She was still a little pale, but she had some color back in, mm-hmm. in her, in her cheeks. So I, I hope that all of the Indianettes made it back uh, to Texas because it was so cold. <laughs> it was so cold, but we didn't care, Leanne, because we were there for a very special thing. It was for Josephine's baptism. Uh, it went off so smoothly. And you know, Leanne, in our family, we have, we have very little, we, we have very few heirlooms. We have, and we have no, <laughs> yeah, I thought, yes, that is true. Yeah. We have no heirlooms. We have very, uh, very few, we have no family jewels. Uh, we, we have little documentation, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you don't even have a birth certificate. Yeah. Liz was, you know, celebrated her birthday on the wrong day for right. many years. We don't have passports. <laughs> we have very few photo albums. Yeah. You know, we just true. have, you know, but one thing we do have is we have a knockout, beautiful christening gown, yes. right, Liam? This is a christening gown that has been in our mother's family. So jo- by having Josephine wear it, I mean, you were baptized in it. I was baptized in it. All our cousins were baptized in it. Right. My children were baptized in it. Mine and now too, yeah, mine too. Your, your children were baptized in it. Um, and now my grandchildren have all been baptized oh, that's exciting, actually. in this, in the christening gown. So of course that I, I'm now mom turned the christening gown over to me, um, when, when, uh, Alice was born, when our, our oldest grandchild was born, she said it was finally time for me to be in charge of it. And so I've taken good care of it. I have, I have it, you know, in the special box and preserved. So I had that with me and, you know, yeah, it, this was a lovely baptismal uh, ceremony where there were probably six other babies being baptized at the same time. And it was so great to see everybody's families. You know, some babies were young. There was a really cute five-year-old boy who was in this little white suit Aww, with matching white that's shoes. Cute. Adorable. But I know I was supposed to be thinking uh, sort of holy thoughts, but I am telling you, Leanne, our baby just rocked that place <laughs> in that christening gown. Okay, she just, it's just such an awesome gown. She looks so beautiful. There is an itchy bonnet that goes with it. Yeah. That I recall very vividly going to your baptism, Leanne, because I'm 10 years older than you are, and how much you cried because you hated it. Okay, you hate just no one has liked the bonnet. No one. Okay, not your kids, not my kids, none of the other grandchildren. But Josephine loved the bonnet and she wore it with uh, just great joy, smiled through the whole procedure. Wow. You know, just, she just loved it, Leon. So anyway, so first child in many generations to enjoy the bonnet that comes with. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Incredible. So it was it was a great weekend for that, but super cold. That's that's my other report. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. So that's she. And did you have a little party afterwards? Oh, yes. We had a nice party after, afterwards. She changed into another incredibly beautiful outfit because there was two grandmothers up there. Plus, an, you know, we had plenty of, of clo- wardrobe changes as okay. the day went on, Leanne. Yes. This <laughs> okay. Good. Excellent. So a good time was had by all. Yes. All right. Well, Julie, my husband returns back from his two-week business trip in Europe uh, late Friday night, and then um, and then all went well. He he enjoyed both London and Dublin. He we would like to say hats off to the Irish people for being so friendly and warm and nice. And oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, no, he loved I- the Irish people. So um, I mean, and he loved London too, but he just said the Irish were particularly nice. 
So those are our people, I said. <laughs> That's, we got that going for us. And so then Saturday we had the big robotics championship, state yeah. championship, and Colin Ooh. qualified for Worlds. I don't know Leanne, if you've that. the world? Yes, he's going to the World Robotics Championship. Where, where is that, Liam? It is in Louisville, Kentucky, Julie. Oh, okay, okay, because that's pretty much the center of the world. Okay. That's Louisville, Kentucky. Whoa, so, yeah, there, it was very exciting. It was very now, dramatic. Do you have a t-shirt that says Robotic Mom? I don't that? yet, but I'm, I may have to get one at the World Championships. They were certainly selling them at the California State Championships. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's set. The mid-April is the Robotics Championship. He It's his robot um, that he works with his two other friends on, both juniors, that did the programming in the building. And, you know, Colin has a very special role. He He carries the robot. And that's okay, Lynn. It's you teamwork. Know, you know, it's all important. Someone's got to carry that, the robot. Someone's got to carry the robot, Joel. I, I mean, know. I understand that. I mean, what if it drops? Right. Oh, that's... So Annie makes sure the batteries are charged, which actually is an important role. So Annie makes sure they get to the competitions on time. It's more complicated than it sounds to do get to your matches. Long story short, wildly exciting. They had to get it to semis to qualify for the world championships. It was a super dramatic quarterfinals playoff with these other robots, and they killed it, and they won. So uh, they made it to semis, and then they got knocked out the next round. But they didn't care. They were going to the world championships. So that was exciting. So, you know, actual Valentine's night, we, we didn't do anything. My husband was starting to experience some jet lag. <laughs> so, but he's not really a world track. I mean, he hasn't done a lot of international track. Right. So and I mean, everybody gets jet lag, whether they yes. do it or not. So yeah. it was hitting him and, you know, he had woken up at like three 30 the night before, you know, that morning of, so on the 15th, um, we decided we had planned to do our Valentine's thing. And while he was gone, I made plans for a couple's massage for us. I thought that would feel Ooh. great. Like if he was getting jet lagged by Sunday night, like an early evening massage, and then like we could go for a margarita and call it a day. And, um, but at the same time, he had gone off and gotten renewed our play subscription. We haven't done it in a couple of years, but tickets to the taper. And we had tickets that night. Our first play of the season was was Sunday night. Ooh. So I said, well, what do you want to do? I knew what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do the couple's massage. But he wanted to go see Arthur Miller's The Price. Okay, so, it's a very fine play, Lynn. Okay. Julie, it's a very depressing play. I got to tell you this. So I canceled the couple's massage. Ooh. We went to the we went to the play. It was an unbelievable cast, including Kate Burton and Sam Robards and John Bedford Lloyd. Uh, it was a great production, but. Arthur Miller's The Price, I had never read it before and I hadn't seen it. It was, it's kind of like um, Death of a Salesman's The Sequel. You know, it's like what what happened like to Like if the... you weren't depressed enough in Death of a Salesman, right. this takes you far, farther yeah. down that path. Oh, yeah. that sounds Yeah, nice. so it's about, you know, two brothers. It's like the Loman brothers 25 years later. So it's like two brothers who haven't spoken to each other in 16 years. They have to get rid of the old furniture from their parents' apartment. Uh, their parents who had once been very wealthy and then lost all their money in the depression. And then the father just sat in the apartment for 15 years and took advantage of one brother. And <laughs> while the other Ooh, brother thrived. Yes. I can awesome, see why right? you enjoyed it, Leanne. Yeah. And here's the <laughs> worst part about it, Julie. Like not only does that sound bad, one of the brothers, the brother that had been taken advantage of, or per, he perceived that he had been taken advantage of, uh, was a was a police officer, and he was on the verge of his fiftieth birthday. 
Okay. And if he said it once, Julie, he said it a hundred times in the play, like, I'm turning 50 soon. The end is near. Like, <laughs> I mean, and as we've pointed That's out. That's a nice message for yes, the birthday girl. Yes. Okay, good. I yeah. am turning 50 on Thursday. So I was like, not only is this all around just a really depressing play about families and sibling relationships and bitterness eating you alive and resentments that last for decades. It also equates turning 50 with dying. Wow, this Well, that must really put you in the mood for love, Leanne. (laughs) You know, a couple months ago, I went to see the Beckett play with the woman buried up to her head in dirt and garbage and it was it was just about the same level of of feel good as that play what's the matter with the artistic director at that theater i I think the person should get some therapy or something a lighthearted musical would be nice next i mean i don't know but i gotta tell you it was just it was a disaster i was really really depressed after that play so uh just a warning if you want to go see a really good drama go go see arthur miller's the price but don't go on a date or a birthday and don't go if you're turning 50 or if you've lost all your money or if you have a bad relationship with your sibling or, or, or if in lieu or you have just canceled a husband wife <laughs> massage followed yeah. by a margarita that's the other thing Leanne. it's like you had there was there were two paths and you clearly chose the wrong path. liz and Leanne here and we are so grateful to have osea support satellite sisters why because it's just a great product holy cow do we we love osea's skin and body care and you know what this mother's day just look no further than osea spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from osea The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) No kidding. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going, like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. You can can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers (laughs) this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. 
Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. Yeah, (laughs) either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Totally chose the wrong path. So there you have it. Happy Valentine's Day to me. So really. Oh, Leanne. Well, after all that fun and festivities, I hope you've been sitting back this week and watching the dog show is on TV. You know, I caught it last night. I caught some of the the opening rounds, the hounds and the next. Uh, and yeah, I've caught a few few dogs. Then I had to go to bed. <laughs> but, <laughs> You're too depressed. I, was, I got I got such a poor night's sleep the night before thinking about that play that I had to go to sleep very early last night. And my husband, in the full throes of jet lag, fell asleep on the couch at 6.15. He looked at me at 5.30. He's like, is dinner ready yet? I'm like, it's 5.30. On a That's Monday. a perfectly fine time, William. <laughs> it's a perfectly fine time. Well, you know, it's always good. It's a two-night event. Uh, and, you know, they're just, they have 2,800 dogs competing, Leon, And they're all, they're adorable, right? Because they're dogs, okay? Yeah. And, and I love the trainers, you know, how they have the sparkle on top and then the naturalizers on their feet, you know? they <laughs> Yes, yeah. That, so that they can run around or lope around the ring at the proper speed, given the breed of their dog. I, I love all of that. Okay, and I've just, I've always loved the show. And it's it seems like it's really grown in popularity. I mean, you can go now to the New York Times, their online version, and they have a game, a matching game, where you can match up the dog with the owner. Oh, you know, that's like, fun. Uh, oh, I, I totally. saw that. I didn't know what that was. That's yes, what that you is. That's definitely fun. try to do that. I mean, it's just... I mean, there's, there's, you know, so much to enjoy about it, which is why I am so upset. I think they have really ruined the show. It has now become like figure skating, Leon, where oh, the no. fix is in. The fix is in. Okay, Leon, they have already determined that Matisse, that Portuguese wa- water dog, yeah, that that dog is going to win. And I okay. saw it in the paper like two days ago. Front runner. How does that happen? 
Well, I mean, the dog has won a number of awards and a number of previous contests, but he's also kind of a celebrity dog because the dog is the cousin of President Obama's dog. Did you know <laughs> okay. that? I, okay. I, I knew it was the same breed. I didn't know they were actually related. You know, but you know how that is with figure skating, that they yeah. have sort of a predetermined champion, that Nancy Kerrigan was going to beat Tanya Harding, okay? That there's no way they wanted Tanya Harding to be the national champion, right? Right. And I feel the same way, that there are many dogs in the competition that are just not going to get their chances because of the celebrity <laughs> dog. And I have a particular distaste for Portuguese water dogs because we have a couple of those in our neighborhood. And my dear sweet Zorro who never barks, does is not an aggressive dog, these dogs go crazy every time they see him. And they really? bark at him. They bark at my Zorro. They bare their teeth. They're just unpleasant dogs. So the idea... <laughs> That, that that dog should like should win and it's all up to the judge right Leon? you know that right. it's not she like... looked pretty sexy in that then that black dress with the big leg slit i mean i yeah. thought she looked great yeah i did too Lynn. but <laughs> but but the fix is in okay the fix is in and i just would like to see i mean i you know how about that old english sheepdog i know yeah come yeah. on wouldn't it be nice to have a big dog win yeah you know, like a really big dog i mean i loved him <laughs> And Nathan, who the bloodhound, who I love, I know he was he very charming. He yeah. came in, so he's not good. So that, he's out. So yeah. it's just it's sort of like it's taken the joy out of the contest <laughs> when you know that like they've already predetermined it. You know, it's just it's this small club of judges, and they just have determined that Matisse, you know, <laughs> is the best. Okay. A friend of mine is actually there. Uh, oh, really? Her dog qualified, and so she has. She is there with her dog for the her first Westminster Kennel Club show, and I. She has a um, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, oh, yeah. one of yeah. those. So oh. I am trying to keep up with how she's doing on Facebook. But there were all kinds of pictures this weekend of her and the dog at the hotel with all the dogs and everything. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that know. is exciting. It's I'm... like qualifying for the World Robotics Championships. It is. It's pretty exciting. It is, Liam. It is. <laughs> I am going to that Churchill Downs Museum. I'm going to that while I'm there. Uh, that's yeah. going to be great. you got to get yourself a robotics mom t-shirt yeah. you know, and uh, and get to work on it. So and you might also want to r- write a nice bio um, for your son, Colin. Now, of course, I read the bio for Matisse. Yeah. That says that Matisse likes to play with the fish in his the koi pond. And he likes, he enjoys long bicycle runs. And he chews on liver treats. I hate him. I hate that dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's really strong. I mean, all right, though. Okay. <laughs> Which is a nice segue to our next story, because we're turning to science now. <laughs> yes. Facts, Julie. Facts, Facts and figures, not predetermined outcomes. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. Okay. This this story actually just it just left me speechless, Leanne. I just <laughs> I almost couldn't read it. I read the headline. I'm like, I'm just going to stop reading now. Okay. But I did read headline. The headline: Hot flashes may last up to 14 years. <laughs> okay. This is the journal journal. This of American Medical Association 17 year review, Leanne, of yeah. nearly 1,500 women four different ethnic groups and now they just i mean 
So it may, if you're, you know, if your menopausal symptoms start earlier, they may last longer. That was the real bummer. Like, (laughs) it's like, if you have them at all early, you're going to have them forever. You know, I know, I know. And certain groups, certain ethnic groups, and they're not certain why, but African-American women have the longest on average 10 years, Leanne, 10 years. Okay. Hispanic women, 8.9 and uh, Hispanics that are are white women, uh, 6.5. So (laughs) just, yeah, it was the, like, if you start before menopause, uh, then you're really in for it. Then it could, you know, then you get the full 14 year run. If you don't start the hot flashes till after menopause sets in, then it will be shorter and quicker. But that is, that's just, that's just no wonder we're crazy. What's I know. I mean, how <laughs> fair, no wonder I'm, I want to like, you know, that I go after this poor, you know, Portuguese water dog. dog. No wonder. Okay. But really how fair is this? Leanne? It's not how, fair. We live a half of century. Okay? We worked hard. Okay? Yeah. We've raised families. We've taken care of uh, our parents, our children, okay, of pets. Yeah. We're active in our communities. We plant flowers. And then we get this for 14 years? For even for a decade? You get this? I know. I just uh, really, really. Oh, yeah. I don't know what was worse, this or the price this weekend. I mean, it was really a bad weekend. That's all I have to say. Did not... Did not feel good about the aging process this weekend, (laughs) except when I read this story. Okay, there was one feel-good story in the New York Times about a 115-year-old woman. She's the oldest living woman in Europe, okay? Mm -hmm. And what I like about her is that she had sisters that lived to be like 102 and 106. She's 115, (laughs) and she said the secret... Like doctors, gerontologists have said, if you ask a hundred people who live to a hundred, you know, how they got there, they'll mm-hmm. have a hundred different answers. Like there is no one secret to youth, everything in moderation, blah, blah. That's not always true. You know, people smoke or people don't smoke. People exercise a lot or they don't exercise a lot. Like there's no one true path to successful aging. But this woman's path included um, the fact that her husband died in 1938. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is they should not a, be laughing. a really long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one. And that every day since she was 14, she's eaten three raw eggs because her doctor told her when she was 14 that she had anemia. So mm-hmm. they did the math, Julie. And this woman in her lifetime has had 100,000 raw eggs. 100,000 raw eggs. That I, I that was unbelievable to me. That number, wow! I guess when you live to be 115, the numbers start to go up. Like the fact <laughs> yes. that you could be a widow for 70 years, yeah, it's just nuts. 80 years, almost 80 years, she's been a widow. So anyway, there you go. Uh, hundred thousand rags. That could be the way to go. But do you want to live till you're 115? You know, if you're in good shape, yes. I mean, why not? Right. With the, the, alter, the alternative is dying. So that's a I, very, that's a solid point. There, yeah. Lee. I can't that's say that dying is high on my list of things I'd like to do. So, <laughs> so, you know, she, she seemed to have family and friends still around and, okay. you know, that's she good. could still communicate and everything. So, but 
you know, she had good genes for that. Some people are just set up for it. She had the sisters that lived to be a hundred. I mean, all five of us living to be a hundred, that would be fine. Wouldn't it <laughs> be fun? And our brothers, they could live long too. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of raw eggs, Leanne. It's a lot of raw eggs. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to take that up. hundred thousand raw eggs. Unbelievable. Ooh. Unbelievable. Okay. All right. Well, let's just hope we can survive the next decade, Leanne. That's, <laughs> that's what we really got to work on. Good point. Excellent point. Um, <laughs> What's up? Uh, well, what's up? I think we're uh, now it is time in our, our Tuesday show for the Downton G- Abbey uh, review, or as we like to call it, the Downton Gabby. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was, I mean, I, I'm really, I, it's, it's almost bittersweet at this point, Leanne, where I'm just enjoying this season so much, you know, that I'm afraid for it to end. And I know it has to end. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting starting to lose it. That's all. Yeah, that's we all. just have a couple more episodes. We have apparently the Christmas special and then one more episode, and that's it. So it's really wrapping up quickly here. Okay. Well, it was quite an episode this time. I think there were things that were rising, things that were falling, things, people that were fading, and some that were about to blow. Okay. But, in my, but in my mind, Leanne... The star of this week's episodes has to be Cora. I mean, it has to be. She got, she, talk about rising. She wrote, she got, rose out of her semi-conscious state, right? She got out of bed. She put down the toast and she ruled her world this week. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean. Yes. She was very decisive once she woke up, Julie. You are right. (laughs) Cora was on the attack. I mean. She's the grandmother. She was on fire. She was on lo- alive. I mean, she was the one that came up with a plan for what to do about Edith, right? Right. She, she had the plan. She wanted to see that granddaughter, okay? She also was the one that totally told the dowager that that she would never imagine trusting her again, okay? But she just spoke the truth to the power land. Mm-hmm. Well, that was amazing, mm-hmm. okay? And that she defended her parents' religious choices to Attica's parents too. I mean, right. she wasn't, she wasn't taking anything at the dinner table, in the maiden salon, on the train, in London. She was fighting. She was bringing it on, Leanne. She, <laughs> she was even going to discuss personal family matters in the lobby of the publishing company, right? Yes. She was going to just, she had to do that. And then finally, the final scene of the evening when she called both her husband and, sadly, the dying dog, the dying dog, Isis, into the bed, uh, it was, it was her world, and she just had she she was like a new character for me in this, <laughs> okay. didn't you think? Julie, you make a very strong point. Yes, you know, I, because I, I I tend to see her weaknesses now. So that's you're right. She did like she. She doesn't really raise her voice. She has a soft manner, so it is easy to get... And she's asleep most of the episodes. So it, it is easy to get lulled into the fact that she is not a very decisive person. But you're right. She did have a very strong episode. She did yes. She did pull it all together. That being said, I think Edith returning to Downton Abbey with that child is <laughs> going to be a disaster. But Okay. That's about <laughs> things to blow later on. Okay. All another, right. another rising star this week has to be the delightful Rose. I mean, don't you just love Rose? I love I mean, her, but she is not smart. But I love her. <laughs> I mean, she is. She's she's and Atticus, who she thinks is very smart. Very, very clever. clever. Oh, very, very clever. Very clever, because 
he figured out that Edith might be at the publishing house, right? Where she works. Yeah, that, whoo. He's a okay. genius. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, but, you know, I'm kind of rooting for Atticus and Rose. I kind of like them as a couple. Yes. I think they're very sweet. I see them sort of as Kate and William, that they may be able to save Downton Abbey for the next generation. Oh, okay. Good, good think, analogy, Julie. I'll take it. Think about this. Yeah. Think about this, that they're young. They were modern. The fact that they have different religious backgrounds coming together. The fact that Atticus has all that money. That's good too. Yeah, so money's good. Coming, money's coming together. That will help Downton Abbey so that they can turn it into a bed and breakfast. I think it will be... <laughs> Just great. But I'm really, they were on the rise this week as far as I, I, I was concerned. I mean, I really felt like they did an outstanding job. And, and, I, and I, I don't know about their plans about running off and getting married right away, but uh, I wish them well. Okay. So, so that one was, was quite good. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leon here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? 
Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. And who wouldn't want a father-in-law named Shrimpy? That's not intimidating. So that's, he'll take you to the club for a round of golf. (laughs) Shrimpy, shrimpy will walk you down the, will walk yeah. roads down the aisle. Sure. Okay. Okay. So not so much rising, but totally solid this week. Of course, the Dowager. She had some incredible uh, lines. Yes, this- she did. Okay. How about he's a, he's a man and men don't have rights. I enjoyed that. <laughs> okay. I also enjoyed when she, well, she told Mary that lack of compassion can be as vulgar as excess tears. Okay. An excess of tears. Okay. Yes. And first I, of I, all, vulgar is a fantastic word. So that's, yes. yeah, that's a good word. And I love how, when she arrived, when they were, had to talk to Cora about the situation with Edith, that she just said, we need some air. I like yeah. that. We need some air. Get some air. <laughs> I, I believe our aunt, um, Aunt Eleanor used to tell her kids to go outside and air their brains as if they were going to get air in their brains. I don't know what that meant. And I thought this, it was a very sweet scene when she was talking about her friendship with Mrs. Crawley, right? I, I teared up. I thought that was a beautiful scene. Yeah. I, that was just a really wonderful scene, sort of well-played and unexpected and, and really lovely, really lovely scene. And of course, Mary mocked it. <laughs> Mayor, let's just talk about Mary. Mary is, she is not rising. She is, she is really, she's on a wrong path, Leon. Okay. Talk about, you talked about your downer play. I think Mary's turning into a downer. Okay. Edith's gone away. So what? Okay. That was nice. She's your sister. Okay. I know. Uh, It's just, she's horrible. And then the fact that she gets out of her relationship with Tony by kissing at the kinema. Kinema. Did you hear the way? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Maybe that's the way the British say it. Kinema. I don't don't know. know. British people weigh in on that. Is that, (laughs) is that, are you still saying kinema? Because that I've never heard that in any other British movie I've watched, but okay. That was maybe that was like a French thing when it first came out. Like, I don't know, but even the French say cinema. Yes. That was, (laughs) that was, that was just lame. That was totally lame. uh, Oh yeah. The makeout session. My God. First of all, that poor writing. And secondly, like, I mean, again, what has happened to Tony? Oh, I'm so you're making out with someone. Okay. Goodbye. Never mind. (laughs) Goodbye. See ya. (laughs) Bye-bye. I mean, Wow. I'm not giving up. Oh, never mind. Bye-bye. 
just didn't. <laughs> just bad. It, it wasn't good. Okay, now in my category of about to blow. Yeah. Okay, I have Bates. Okay. Even when Bates is happy and content, Leon, yeah. I still think he's about to kill someone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's just I, a question okay. of who is he going to kill. Yeah. Well, I, I, I figured that out. He is going to kill Baxter. That's, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Think about it. Because Baxter is now sort of somehow getting involved in this police investigation that uh, it, it's going on, I mean, far longer than like any like major FBI investigation, right? They just <laughs> right. continue to invest. But Baxter seems to be spoiling it for Bates. And I, I don't think he likes things that way. So I think he may go. Okay. Yeah. And then I have some advice for Mrs. Crawley, who I think should blow. Okay. Now, of course, that was quite a snob on snob fight at the dinner table uh, when for, you know, when Dickie Merton showed up with his with his two horrible sons. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Who had already been horrible. The older one previously to Tom. Remember, he yes. like drugged Tom and then called Tom out for being the chauffeur. Yes. Like yes. two or three seasons ago. Yeah. When, yeah. So he's horrible. Okay. So here's my advice to Mrs. Crawley. You have to be Camilla. Okay. <laughs> just think about this. Be Camilla. Okay. Because, you know, nobody, nobody wanted Camilla to marry her prince. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that none of her kids didn't really, nobody liked Camilla. No. But Camilla just, she just carried on. She put on that feather chapeau <laughs> and she got married. Okay. Yeah. She just did it. And she just kept at it. And she just wouldn't leave, uh, you know, uh, uh, the prince's side. So I think that's what she's got to do. I think she's got to come down strong on those two horrible sons and just um, just do what she wants to do. Because she seems like she wants this shot at happiness. And she, uh, she, I think she has enough of a backbone to stand up and and get her man. And do you put think those- Dickie Merton is worth it, though? I mean, I you know, at some point you're like, I don't need this. She didn't seem to need it before. She... She took plenty of time to decide. So it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, why would you want to get involved in that? I don't know. It's a, it's a drafty house as they have established, well yes. established. Okay. So, well, I don't know. I think she had made up her mind and decided that this might be good. But okay. who knows, Lee? All right. Okay. So in the fading away category, of mm-hmm. course, we have Tom. Okay. So Tom. Tom's going. Tom yeah. and Sybil, I guess, are, are a little baby Sybil are going to America. That's it. They're going to Boston. I can't <laughs> believe they're going to let him take baby Sybil, although it is his child. So yeah. that seemed to be, uh, I thought maybe he was just going to Boston alone. But then apparently they're going to Boston because he has a cousin there. But I will say, I, if I'm ever at a dinner party, I want the angry Irishman with me. I mean, when he stood up, finally, someone gets their Irish up in that household about something that matters. He called out Dickie Merton's son. That was awesome. Yes, I like that, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, but Tom just fading away. He's done yeah. almost nothing this year except manage the books. So yes. I guess as a character, they don't know what to do with him. So they're going to send him to Boston. Okay, send him to... Well, maybe they'll have future scenes in America. That's possible, isn't it? It is possible that they really didn't want Edith to go to America, which okay. I'm so sad Edith is going back to Downton. I, okay, I just, we're going to get to Okay, that. we're going to get there. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Other people fading away, Tony and Mabel. Please, yeah, please go. go. Okay, all right. In the, in the not fading away, but we want you to go away is Mosley, okay? <laughs> Mosley moving in on Daisy. I'm just so worried about this. When they went to tea at that cottage and they were in their street clothes, it was like even worse. It was like, <laughs> oh. 
I just can't stand that. Okay. okay. I, I, I can't. So, um, and then of course I just, a special shout out to Spratt. Okay. Yes. Oh, he's, he's just, he is just, you know, ripping up those scenes. I think he's doing a fine job. Uh, just continue to, with those trays, bring them in the trays and the lines. It's, it's all working. But now that leaves us with Edith. Okay, let's review what she did this week. She kidnapped her child, Mm -hmm. and then she leaves the child with some hotel staff member. Okay, Mm -hmm. what is that? And are they serving her more champagne and ice cream or what? (laughs) The child didn't even have a change of clothes. Okay, so... Uh, but I guess that's the British way, Lillian. So I, I loved it when she came in the public, came out of the door in the publishing house, and there she was, Helen Gurley Brown. I was like, "Do not go back with your mother. Don't even talk to them. Just set up the life you want in London." You know, I thought it was so funny. She was like, "I could go to America and be Mrs. Thing, <laughs> Mrs. Thing in Detroit." Yes, <laughs> hilarious. I wish I wanted her to do that. Instead, they're just throwing the poor Drew family under the bus. Like, oh, they were too poor and too overwhelmed to care for the baby. It's going to, really? You think Mrs. Drew is going to sit well with that? I don't really think so. Mm-mm. Just also, just also ill-conceived, this whole plan. So, And then the plan now that Anna has seen Mr. Drew, yeah. or Farmer Brown, as I like to call him, yeah. on the train with the baby. Oh, yeah. And she just leaves the baby on the train. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where is... was he? Where did he take the baby for a night? Right? They were gone for several hours. I think there was like a dinner, like everything's in crisis. And like, you keep the baby. We're going to all have dinner because that's the most important thing at Downton, that we all have dinner, no matter what has happened with people we don't like. <laughs> I don't and then I understand. In, in fabulous dresses. The in, dresses yes. continue to be yes. outstanding. Yes. I'm really loving the jewelry this year. All the, like, the long, simple necklaces. They're lovely. Okay. They're lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, Jewel. I, it's, it's hard to know what's going what's gonna to happen with Marigold. Something's got to blow there. It's hard to believe they can keep with that many people knowing about Marigold's true origins. It's hard to believe they can keep that a secret. So that seems like that's going to come out, uh, you know, do you have predictions for now towards the end? No, no, I didn't put any, I didn't put any predictions, but you're right about Bates. I think he'll go back to jail for something that, that darn ticket. I mean, Mary burned the ticket, the (laughs) ticket. Well, I don't think it would really prove his innocence because I think he killed that other guy too. So, uh, and I think he's going to strike again. Okay, please tell me, please, that there will not be a romance between Mosley and Daisy. I'm going to have to stop watching this if that happens. Okay. And I think Anna, because she now knows about the baby, uh, things, you know, I think Anna's going to tell Mary uh, because that's, she's uh, her lady. Yeah, oh, good heir. point. Yeah. yeah. So I think Anna will tell Mary about um, about baby Marigold. And then, you know, Mary, she's not, she's going to make it blow, too. So It's kind of shocking to me that no one cares enough about Edith to put it all together. I mean, she was, like, <laughs> gone to Switzerland for nine months. You know what I mean? They well, they didn't care. No, they did they not care. They just literally, it. they care so little about her and think so little of her. 
that uh, she could disappear for a good portion of a year and no one cares. So I don't know, Julie, I'm looking forward to looking forward to it. Looking forward to the last couple. It'll be good. It has been an excellent season. You know, it just on another note makes me laugh. I'm watching the masterpiece mystery afterwards. Um, I forget what it's even called. Wow, I'm an old person. It's about like a British priest in the 20s. Okay. Oh, yes, I've seen that previewed. I haven't watched it. Is it I don't any know good? Why. Well, it's good because he's a really good actor. And so, and it's kind of an interesting character. He's a very damaged uh, vicar after World War One, And he sort of falls into becoming a detective. But there's some interesting side stories going on. And one of them is that... Jazz. It's another show that features like jazz comes to London. It's jazz hands. Jazz hands from last season's Downton Abbey is playing exactly the same character in the Masterpiece Mystery Show. And then we saw the previews for... um, for that Mr. Selfridge, yes, where Jazz is, is also coming, which, which again, another reason I don't need to watch that show. But I'm like, I bet Jazz Hands will show up there, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's got a very solid career, Leanne. Okay, that's good. And Just then, appears in period pieces mm-hmm. doing Jazz Hands. Okay. Grantchester. Grantchester is the name of that show. Yeah, it's, it's well done, but it does make me laugh. It's the same guy playing exactly the same character, same storyline, like dating a white girl, exactly the same thing. So uh, it's unbelievable. Well, and, and just another small world, Lady Rose. Okay. She is going to be the new Disney Cinderella. Oh, yeah. That's good. That looks good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. looks, it's a good role for her. So that's mm-hmm. good. And then one other funny aside, I went to see um, Nick Hornby speak this week, the author, the yes. writer Nick Hornby, who has written about a boy and high fidelity and is a screenwriter, did an education. He did the screenplay for Wild. So he has a new book out um, called Funny Girl, which sounds delightful. So I bought it and saw him. And the interviewer asked him about, like, why are Americans so besotted with, you know, British culture, like if it comes in an accent, we think it's much better than it is. And he said, he goes, are you talking about Downton Abbey? Because it's really just a soap opera. You understand that, right? It's not high art. And I'm like, we get it. We know it's a soap opera. It doesn't make us love it any less. <laughs> so we love it soap funny. operas as children. And I am happy as an adult woman to say that I, I love this soap opera too. Okay. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. What do you got going on this week, Joel? Well, Anything? Ian, I'm coming out to see you. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're doing a little, we got a work weekend happening. So, uh, still, uh, yeah, we're our annual report, annual meeting, Satellite <laughs> Sisters annual meeting. It's so, at the world headquarters. I understand that's where the, that's the big confab is going on this weekend. In Santa yeah. Monica. Yep. That will be doing that. And then I know you're staying to watch the Oscars. So yes. that's good. Yeah, I'll be able to watch the whole show. My, my husband really doesn't like the Oscars. <laughs> so I always am in, I end up in a, a room alone and slightly. Completely bitter. Okay. Oscar <laughs> night. So this should be fun to watch the Oscars with my sisters. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, I have the birthday on Thursday, so um, I'm going to get my hair cut. Looking forward to that. <laughs> that's what I planned for my birthday. Just don't do, do anything drastic. Okay. No. Okay. No. Good. You good. Know, I mean, it's... I know some people, you know, like that's what they want to do. They oh, wanna... I hadn't even Woo-hoo. considered that. Now oh, you put don't the do idea that. in my head. Maybe I'll get a shag. No. Um, well, it's funny. I saw my college roommate, Ann, uh, from, you know, we were freshman roommates at Pomona and we've stayed friends for 30 years, uh, even though we on paper have almost nothing in common because she, she's like super smart and thoughtful and a PhD in psychology. And uh, she is a yoga teacher and she does a lot of meditation. And she, in fact, is leaving 
uh, tomorrow to go to Africa for a month to do a month of silent meditation with a nomadic tribe. I was like, she told me that like with a straight face and I just started howling. I was like, I can't think of anything worse to do for my 50th. And not talk for a month. Like go to like wander around Africa with a nomadic tribe. But you know, that's so, and she was an anthropology major. She said, you know what I was really missing in my life was cross-cultural interaction. And I was like, God bless you. Uh, so, but we both laughed because she said, you haven't changed since, you know, the freshman year of, high, of college. And I said, it's having the same haircut for 30 years. That's, and she is exactly the same haircut too. She's always had super short, short hair. I've always had sort of, you know, shoulder length hair. So there you go. We just have the same haircuts. That's really the key to staying young, I think. Okay. Do not change <laughs> Not. I wasn't no, planning don't on Don't look it. at any of those magazines not going or books to. when you go in there, Lane. Just <laughs> go solid because things happen. I had not even considered it. Oof, now okay, you put the, planted the idea in my mind. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. so I'll see you later this week then, sister. <laughs> All if right. I recognize you with your new haircut. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, if you enjoy the show, to share the sisters. Uh, we love having the word spread around. Thanks for your support. As always, you can find us at SatelliteSisters.com. If you ever have any questions about the show or sometimes we actually post the articles we mentioned or other helpful links, you can find it on our blog at SatelliteSisters.com. Our official Twitter feed is at SatSisters. You can also find us on Facebook. The Satellite Sisters is a group you can join, or we have an official page too. Both things. If you want to get super involved, join the group. It's fun. People do a lot of interactive things there. They're planning meetups. Did you see that, Julie? There's a meetup next weekend in Minnesota. Uh, Satellite Sister Kim is planning that. So if you're in the Minnesota area and want more information on that, you have to join the Satellite Sisters group to find out about that. We have nothing to do with it. So don't email us. We don't know where it is or what's happening, but I know it's in Minnesota next weekend. All right, everybody, have a great week. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Thank you.